How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. WGR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Brought to you by Mighty Taco. Mighty Taco would go great right about now. By Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. And by Dent Neurologic Institute. Developing solutions to neurological problems faced in our community. <laughs> Good morning and welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiri, along with Frank Wolf, Roger Weiss, Tom Prince, and Francis Beck, WNY Athletics in the house. I'm sorry, but it's already started. Started. The show hasn't. We didn't even get into the intro, and already uh, crack it up. As Francis is wearing a Kenmore East Bulldogs just shirt. for the show. And I told Sir Frank, I says, you know, is he, he talking smack to you right now with that shirt? Tony, when when the records are so lopsided and so in favor of Kenmore West, you don't have to wear Blue Devil gear anymore. Uh huh. You just don't have to. He knows. He knows who. Hey, hey, last time the game was played on Sparky Adams Field, East upset a. Division cl- class a class double A North Division champion Kenmore West Blue Devils seven to nothing when Kenmore East was zero and six at the time. Well, I can't really respond because we're on air and it's a family show. <laughs> but Derek, get the dump buddy ready. Dump button ready. The inside joke was how many Kenmore East maintenance workers does it take to build a football field with lights? Oh, that's why the game hasn't been played in Sparky yet, is because he couldn't get the turf ready for what four years. <laughs> now, the question before us, though, they finally get the field. They do have lights there, right? They do. Ken East is the home team this year, right? Yeah, they are. I, Why I think, is the game being played on Saturday afternoon instead of Friday night? I, I was a little disappointed in that, too. My thought is that um, they have the homecoming parade goes down Parker uh, Boulevard, and that runs right through Sheridan. So I'm sure maybe the town police didn't want to stop Sher- stop the middle of Sheridan uh, during rush hour on a Friday afternoon i could see that it's possible Although, well, like on oh, saturday is, is afternoon anybody yeah. can oh, walk down the middle the of the street. Yeah, yeah, it's who are you it's kidding homecoming. That's it's the homecoming oh. it's also possible that Kimmerich didn't know how to put the lights up in the oh. proper place the lights are very nice oh, i'm supposed to and go the over there today they're going to they're going to welcome me with open arms i should have brought a referee in today that that's we need officials in here by the way anthony for where's jeffrey richardson when you need him for dk's benefit morning y'all Thank you, Raj. We needed that to start the show off. All right, it is Rivalry Weekend. Uh, We had games uh, Thursday night, Friday night, and today, so we'll talk about that. Uh, Playoff implications. I think most of it's pretty much all set. Roger, I'm sure, will break that down. But before we get into the scores, news, and notes, who wants to kick off? I just basically had a few shout-outs I wanted to give out this morning, Tony. One of them is to that Tonawanda Warriors football team. I know they lost a heartbreaker yesterday, but those kids have battled. Heartbreaker last, last second? Oh, yeah, that's yeah. a heartbreaker. Yeah, I don't want to get too close to it. But I want to give a shout-out to those kids that, that showed up every single day, gave it their all, and never quit. Never quit. I also want to give a shout-out to those remaining players on Sweet Home that have gutted it out since day one. 
You know, they got kicked in the midsection before the season started, and then at least 10 kids have walked away in just the last two to three weeks alone because they didn't want to gut out the season. And I'm telling you, those remaining players, God oh, bless you. I didn't you. hear about that. God bless you, kids. Yeah. You know, when you join a team, you are in it for the long haul. Win or lose, you're, you're brothers. And I cannot believe that when we were at the game, Roger, we saw, what, seven helmets on the sideline? Seven side helmets on the sideline besides sick. the 11 uh, players out on the field. There were three other uh, players, injuries. Uh, individuals with sweet home uniforms on, you know, I assume was walking wounded, but still only 21 players. Well, that's an unfortunate thing about uh, sports is that some kids feel that, well, we don't have a a winning record, so we're going to mail it in. I know in Little League we have kids that stop showing up for practices. Nah, I'm good. I don't and then put, they're going to show up at game time, you know, that, that's the only time to see play. Yeah. I don't put, I, I mean, it's, it's a change of culture. It is. You know, my, if I joined a team, I was in it win or lose, and I didn't play a lot as a kid. You know, I, ro- I rode the bench, but I showed up for practice every I day. I was happy. I wanted to be part of my team. Exactly. And, and, and be with my teammates. That was my motivation. There's one kid on that Sweet Home team. There's a ton of kids on that Sweet Home team that got it out. God bless every one of them. You know, you guys earned it, and my, you get my entire respect, but... That one kid, Giancarlo, Rob Giancarlo, I mean, he is one of the best football players in Western New York. I watched him against Norton Wanda earlier, yeah. And then the, the other kid I want to talk about is that Ty Bailey from Frontier, another kid who comes to practice every day regardless of the record. He just plays as hard as he can, one of the toughest and one of the best kids on the field whenever he – I don't care who, who Frontier is playing. Ty, that Bailey kid is one of the best players on the field. I don't care who they're playing. Jamestown or you know anybody else in A, he was one of the best players on the field for Frontier all, all year long, and I hope those kids don't get forgotten about for all the sacrifices they made. And you know when you when you make a commitment to a team, you have to be there in the good times and in the bad, and you work through it. And you can't do it when everyone's dropping like flies. You guys have to stay together, and you know whether not, you win or lose, you see it through. Not to toot my son's own horn, but I mean. And we're finishing up our third season of uh, youth football. Nick has missed two practices in three years. I've missed three practices in three years. Uh, that's dedication. And, you know, Nick is not a star. Anybody knows him. He's not athletic. Uh, he just wants to be out there. Having fun, smile on his face every practice. Doesn't say boo to anybody. Not the type of kid that'll trash talk or or uh, talk in line like other kids will. You know, you got to have kids like that. You do. We uh, talk about that. <laughs> we got some Buffalo. I bet you high school coaches they would be happy if some of their kids only missed two practices during the week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more teams like Sweet Home and Tonawanda and Frontier out there. I haven't seen them so. You know, I, I can't really go into a long... Much uh, respect to analog. kids that stick it out. Yeah, East Aurora, Lakeshore, all you kids out there that have gutted out all year, my hat's off to you. Just keep on working, and you'll get better, and, you know, just stay together. you got to stick together. I don't exactly. understand how you could start practicing and lifting weights in January, go to all those camps... Well, I guarantee you the kids that have dropped out are not the kids that were in the weight room in the offseason. It, it could be. I, you, could, you could take that to the bank. They're not the ones that are working out in the offseason. It's, it's, it's possible. But then I hear that the kids They're are dropping They're going to go home and play Fortnite. One, one of the excuses I heard is one of the kids left because he wants to get ready for basketball season. If I'm your coach, you're nowhere near my bench. If you're going to quit on your football team, yeah, when, when, the, from quitting on my basketball when the tough team. get going, get 
out of this locker room. You do not need that in your locker room. I'm sorry, but if you quit my football team with two weeks to go and you're going to get ready for basketball, forget it. You're not anywhere near my court. Are they going to be able to field uh, enough players next week now just for the uh – it's not they're not they're not in the funky ball, but the they started at nineteen. Game. They, they yeah. started they at nineteen get... on Thursday, and I know like their third, maybe fourth string quarterback had a separated shoulder in the second half. That's why he left. So that's why the numbers look worse than they were towards the end of the game. But my, again, that's all I could say about it's that. It's getting cold out. I don't want to go to practice. SpongeBob special is on TV. Forget oh, really? about it. All right, shout out to Steve Koziel. Uh Thank you for being a loyal listener, Steve. Really appreciate it. Tom Prince, you had some stuff for news and notes. I do. I just have the Orchard Park f- uh, football fundraisers tomorrow morning, uh, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. over at Applebee's in West Seneca. Um, they'll have uh, tickets available for people at the door, I'm told. It's a $6 admission. But, uh, hey, there's a chance to get some Orchard Park football players to actually serve you. Cool. Oof. Cool. Francis, did you have anything? Coming out? No. Pataki. I know his mom's got his mom and dad are real involved, so (laughs) that kid serves a lot. I just don't see him serving pancakes. (laughs) Serve a few tackles for losses. One for you, two for me, (laughs) one for you, three for me. Couple quick shouts. Uh, Anna Ribashinsky from uh, West Seneca West uh, is going to go to Wake Forest on a Demon Deacons. Uh, track scholar, track or cross-country scholarship. Uh, did I say, I hope I said Anna. I didn't say Kathy, did I? I think Anna is her first name. If I did, I apologize. Uh, Channel 4's uh, Female Athlete of the Month, Hannah Mulhern. If you didn't see the story on Channel 4 this week, it's quite a story. Uh, between uh, her SATs and her volleyball prowess and all that, she had to work around a benign tumor at the, I guess, right at the where the uh, spine goes into the uh, connects to the brain and all that. I guess as of four months ago, she was in a wheelchair. She has worked her way back and is leading the St. Mary Lancers volleyball team. Oh, wow! And I mean. You we're not talking about just any uh, volleyball team. We're talking about arguably the best in Western New York. I says maybe a uh, few of these others will take exception to it, but they're top four at the very, very least. So shout out to her. And also, I want to acknowledge, and uh, for those who haven't heard the passing of Dwight Bonk Sr., he was a 1963 graduate from Cardinal O'Hara High School, went on to play basketball at Niagara University. He was on a pretty good high school basketball team. That Cardinal Doherty team back then had the likes of uh, uh, Dan Wiles, uh, John, uh, Dave Saunders, a couple other guys you might have heard of, uh, v- Vito and Anthony Massiello. I've, uh, yeah, I've, I've heard of them. Yeah. That was a very good basketball team. After he graduated from Niagara, he started uh, teaching phys ed net at Public School 68, which is over in the Kensington Bailey area. In 2003, when he retired, he retired from School 68. He was there for the entire <clears throat> his entire, what, 30 to 35-year gig as a athletic director and uh, health education teacher. So uh, all the basketball old-timers, I'm sure, will remember 
uh, Dwight Block Sr. Finally, want to give a wish, a happy belated happy birthday to Helen Dingboom, if that name is familiar. Uh, That's high school the, royalty. The widow of Charlie Dingboom. Uh, I believe last Wednesday's her birthday. I don't know the exact year, but uh, Anthony, she is old enough to be my mom. Wow. So she's... I hope she's, she used to listen regularly. Helen, if you're uh, listening. Happy belated. Happy belated birthday. You know, I missed some time here, Tony, um, but a couple of weeks ago, Aubrey Lloyd, the uh, Buffalo Public Schools AD, really went the extra mile for WNY Athletics a few weeks ago at Bennett High School, or at Bennett, that all-high game, Bennett and Lancaster. We had some issues trying to hook up our first audio broadcast, and Aubrey came f- through big time and i and cool. i wanted to thank him publicly for that thank you aubrey if you're listening we really appreciate that it was the last couple of games i think it's been raj of uh, my little league games uh referee says uh, make sure you tell roger weiss i said hello and a uh, shout out to mr doherty who's also the eden girls uh basketball coach a uh, fantastic guy i enjoy my conversations with him you know at halftime uh while they're talking Coaches are talking to the team. I go and talk to Mr. Doherty and uh, talking girls basketball, and he was kind of getting me up to speed as to what the, to expect this year. So he wanted to say hello, Raj. Yeah, and he's also a basketball referee. Uh, uh, you might remember his son, Ryan Doherty, a few years ago, played quarterback for Timon. Right. Uh, two daughters, uh, Megan Doherty and Shannon Doherty, were uh, uh, playing at uh, – Mount Mercy, and then uh, Shannon went over to West Seneca West afterwards. Uh, just an all-around good uh, athletic family. Nice guy. Tremendous guy. Really enjoyed my time and uh, appreciate uh, the time that he took out to uh, you know, roughing our games. All right, scores that went on. As I said, this is Rivalry Week. It started Thursday night with South Park beating <clears throat> Sweet Hole 46-3. You had St. Joe's beating Bishop Tymon 56-12. Hamburg over Frontier 34-7. Uh, Amherst beating Maritime 37-26. Will North over Niagara Falls 24-6. Orchard Park 27. Clarence 12. Cheektowaga 19. Maryvale 7. Luport 28. East Aurora slash Holland 0. Uh, Lakeshore losing to Iroquois 56-30. to uh, Albion uh, Medina. Uh, no, no, that's today, right? Or is that last night? No, that was last night. Uh I don't have a score for Albion that one. Albion won 34-12. Thank you. Uh, see, Fredonia slash Brockton beating Doug Kirk 35-6. Burgard over Alden 42-22. Oh, oh, oh. Sorry, it's a weak uh, bark, but I have uh, severe allergies going on. Wilson beating Roy Hart 35 to nothing. Akron over Gowanda Pine Valley 33 to 14. Franklinville slash Ellicottville 33 over Allegheny Limestone 21. Southwestern beating Cass Valley 47 to 26. Portville over Randolph Frewsburg 28 to 26. Maple Grove over Cat Little Valley 48 to nothing. North Tonawanda at the buzzard beating Tonawanda seven to nothing. Chautauqua Lake slash Westfield twenty-one. Silver Creek slash Forestville eight. Pioneer over Springville forty-nine to twenty. Star Point in a shootout over Lockport sixty-one to forty-two. West Seneca West taking care of their rival West Seneca East thirty to sixteen. Will South twenty. Wisville East six and Lancaster beating Depew. 
50 to 7. There you have it, scores from last night. Because I was under the weather, I opted not to go out to any game, so I watched the Will East uh, game where they hosted Will South last night. Will East turned the ball over on eight consecutive possessions in the second half. Second half. Second half. Because I saw Lackawanna do that. Again, I saw Lackawanna do that against Albion in the first half. They turned it over, not quite eight, but six of their first seven drives. Oh, that's so annoying as a coach. Turnovers. Go ahead. No, that's just, uh, you know, that was where, you know, if you were going to ask me what game I was at last night, I would have said none of the above. But uh, yeah, I, I just thought that uh, Sal and uh, Len Jankowitz were doing that game on Spectrum, and uh, Sal just couldn't stop repeating, eight consecutive possessions, coach. What's going on? And of course, put uh, a handle on the ball. Yeah, really. <laughs> well, no, most of it was the interceptions. That was the Spectrum game. Yes, I. Uh, I don't know if I want to go there. I was. Uh, I understand why uh, West Seneca East and West Seneca West was in the Spectrum game, uh, even though it was Tony's uh, Anthony's favorite press box to uh, do a game from at West Seneca East. I Did they that. redo that press box? Not, not. No, not yet. They need to. Then. They didn't expand it east and west. There's a second tier. I don't know if there was a second tier there back in the day when you were there. But I understand that it would have been nice if there would have been some way to have that game. But uh, I was surprised myself between Chickawaga, Maryvale, and uh, Lank, uh, excuse me, Orchard, Orchard Park, Park Clarence? and Clarence. I was stunned. I would have bet some serious money that one of those two games would have been the well, special sure game of the week. Obviously, uh, Lancaster Depew they knew it was going to be one-sided. I, it doesn't surprise me. But those two games, I was stunned. Cause well, they, my, they did cheat to Walga Maryville last year, so I don't know if they didn't want to do the same game. Fine, then why wouldn't they do Clarence and uh, Orchard Park? Games that had you know equally matched teams, playoff implications, I don't understand. Yeah, it's no big deal. It, uh, I'm, sure there's, I'm sure there's a lot of logistics in there. But. Two great coaches, nonetheless, Krasinski and Torillo. Still, oh, it's not about yeah. that. It's still know, grateful that, that somebody's broadcasting the games. Yo, we, I am. Absolutely grateful. Um, the game that really got to me, I wanted to go out uh, last uh, last night. I threw my back out Thursday morning. Uh, there's no way I'm going to be able to sit in 40-degree weather with this back. I could barely uh, walk upright. I wanted to go and watch Star Point Lockport. I thought it was going to be a shootout. It certainly was. Uh, I expected a uh, little you know, more numbers out of uh, out of Chase, but uh, he threw three touchdowns, and I think he ran for a couple. So still uh, having an outstanding season. But I was reading in the Gazette today, nobody wanted to play defense in the game. That Brooks is something else. Yeah. Millie no, Brooks. Chase, we have the stats, and Chase was 27 for 43, 388 yards, three TDs, and a pick. Yeah, so that's still a lot of yards. <laughs> I wonder if he played the whole game. Um, I think he. it looks like he did. 61-4, I mean, uh, you know, it, and if the 61 was scored a little bit later, that's a, that game was close uh, throughout the night. In fact, at one point, Lockport had the lead, if I'm correct. Yeah, they led 8-7 at the end of the first quarter. Ooh, Starpoint had to come from behind. <laughs> yeah. But still, nonetheless, it sounded like it'd be a fun game to watch. The offenses yeah. are just lighting it up. You probably had three of the best wide receivers in Western New York in that one game. Three of the top ten. Yeah, Bowden, Malik Brooks, and 
any one of these those other yeah, star any one of those receivers. other star point <laughs> to be na- to be named later. That's but, just a, uh, if you're a statistician, that game's got to be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's tough because it's Brooks last season, but you want to see Lockport play better football, and and it's been they've been lucky to have a kid like Brooks, but you wish they had a few more guys because a school that big should be in the thick of things right now. Well, I'm sure they will be. I think you know from people I'm talking to, they're turning things around. Yeah. They've had, they have a plan. They know what direction they want to go in, and it's just going to be a matter of time. And as they cultivate those kids that they get from uh, uh, Lockport Little League, they're going to be all right. Maybe Niagara Falls will follow suit. Yeah, I'd hope so. Uh, <laughs> you gotta hope so. All right, we're gonna take a break. We're gonna talk about some of the other games uh, from last night, including games that are going on today, including the big Kenmore East, Kenmore West game. All that and more on Inside High School Sports. We're back to listening to Inside High School Sports. Tony Kelly, Jerry Longwood, Francis Beck, Frank Wolf, Tom Prince from WNY Athletics, and Mr. Roger Weiss. Derek Kramer producing. Yeah, I know, Mr. Roger Weiss. Mr. Roger. Yeah, why not? Welcome to my neighborhood. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, garbage plate ahead. Tom, uh, before the show, you were telling me about a cool story, uh, something that happened in Lancaster. Uh, why don't you fill the audience in on it? I think uh, they're going to well, like Clarence it. Is I'm sorry, Clarence. Clarence. Okay. I I'm my Clarence. So the whole, um, I get to the game. It's senior day for Clarence, and they were going to honor one of their seniors, and their senior that they were honoring is number 80, Ryan Gasky. Um, so the day starts off, you walk in. They have an entrance with bagpipes and smoke going all over the place as Clarence comes in, walks slowly in, out onto the field through a uh, arch of balloons is what they did. Cool. They come in, get set, introduce their uh, seniors with mom and dad. Right. You know, really nice. Then just before they set up a play where Clarence takes the offense, Orchard Park is on defense, and they give a handoff to Ryan Gasky as he takes it in for 50 yards for a touchdown oh. before the game starts. Um, heard the coach afterwards come over to Orchard Park and thank them and said, you guys don't understand. This kid's been a part of this team for four years. Like He deserves this honor. He deserves to be recognized. And he actually got that, that, got, got that done. And the crowd, the kids, everyone went ballistic. They're all running out in the field. He literally ran in the end zone, hands the ball to the ref, and then sprinted towards the sideline. It was unbelievable to watch. Um, I would have been in a sea of tears. Yeah, it, I it, absolutely would have lost it. It really was, and the kids. Just, I love when teams do that. I yeah. really. I mean, you realize how special it is. The memories that this kid is going to have the rest of his life, and his parents, and his parents. And I family. mean, wow. I mean, and you look at him too, number eighty. In fact, I, I'm. I've got a video of their entrance when they walk in right out on Twitter. You see 80 actually is one of the people because he's on the outside in, and he is, it says 5'7", but you're talking about te- somebody 5'7", next to 6'2", 6'3", 6'4", over there, and he looks like you know one of the smaller guys there, but probably has the biggest heart on that team, no doubt about it. Oh, is there any way you could put that on our Facebook page? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I've got th- the video. I appreciate Absolutely, that. we can. That's, I mean... 
kudos to Clarence and Orchard Park. Uh, man, I'm so happy for you guys. Great job. Yeah, no doubt. You know, you got to give the give the credit to the Clarence coach. I mean, that's where all the credit deserves coach to Bergio. go. Yeah, he's all yeah, class. Coach Bergio has got class. to be recognized for that. Is looking out for one of his own players, no doubt. That's it's beautiful. <laughs> Absolutely beautiful. Then, then you go to the game. I mean, there was huge implications. We talked about it in this game. Orchard Park wins, they're in. And they got it done now, right? But what a game. It was. It, the score doesn't necessarily tell the game there. Right. Um, special teams was probably the key to this game. Michael Pataki for Orchard Park was unbelievable. I'm talking about, I, I could almost say every time they announced a defensive play, Michael Pataki's name was announced over the speaker. It was unbelievable. Blocks a punt, gets the ball down to the one-yard line. Then Orchard Park gets the chance to bring back a running back nobody's heard all season about, Pearson Savarino. He's been gone since week one. He, well, he came back in the game against Will North, and Kelly hit him in a, in, in a shot, and he was out with a concussion. So now you, he finally gets Pearson back. He goes for three touchdowns in the game. Wow. One of them is the, is the short field because of the block punt. Next time, Archie Bartolotti... Runs the ball back on a kickoff to the 10-yard line. Another short field. Pearson Severino runs it in again. So it was 14-0 or 14-6 because of the short field that uh, was all done because of the uh, special teams that was out there. Then, um, finally, the score gets to its 14-6. And Putney is running all over the place. They actually set up their offense where it was literally two wide receiver sets on each side. And it was, you had to spread. So you had to go out and cover these receivers. Right. Which Putney, the minute it was hiked to him, he knew right away, I'm either going to run or I have the option to go pass. And he had wide open because early on because you had so many people on the outside, he was trying to run up the gut right there to because it was... Limited as far as linebackers, because right. linebackers needed to go out and help. I always hate when offenses do that to me. <laughs> yeah. So finally, what they did, you saw Orchard Park make a quick change where they got other people to the outside, left Pataki as kind of a spotter to uh, Putney, and he just followed Putney around, which kind of slowed it down a little bit. Kind of like a monster back, and just wherever he goes, you go. Yes, yep. my guy. Exactly. And then what you saw was Pataki, um, Pataki at one point in the third quarter – goes to tackle Putney and hits him right in the arm. Those two, I mean, it was a collision. Ooh. You could hear the crack all over the place. And unfortunately, um, Putney got knocked out of the game mm. due, to a, due to a soldier injury, it looks like. So, first of all, a shout-out to Jack. Get better soon. Yeah. I also know this is a major baseball player in the area that will be going to St. Bonaventure's, and I want to make sure that he's there for the season at exactly. the same time. So, How um, late was that last touchdown OP scored? Um. It was about uh, four minutes left. Uh, about four minutes left in the game is what it was. So up until that point, it was a one possession game. Right. It was and, what, and, and, twenty and, to eight. Yeah, I'm sorry, 20, twenty to twelve. 20, it was twenty to twelve. Yes, and at one point, it was fourteen six. Putney throws a ball to Stevens. Stevens is wide open. He catches it. It's for a touchdown and the chance of uh, them actually taking the lead. So no, I shouldn't say that. It was fourteen nine. Because they had kicked a field goal. So that touchdown would have given Clarence the lead at one point in the game. He drops it, and then it was like the momentum changer right there. How is AA? I mean, what are we looking at right now? Obviously, today's game uh, is going to be 
a decider mm. yeah. or a part decider because oh, no, we still got next, next week Friday's to go. Next week is the big one. Next yeah, week, next week's the big one. Yeah, next, so next, next week will tell us all. We have the four teams set. So the four teams in the playoffs are Bennett, Lancaster, Orchard Park, Will North. That's set. Okay, now seedings are yet to be determined. Orchard Park beats Lancaster next week. Orchard Park becomes the number one seed. Bennett is number two. Lancaster three. Will North four. Okay. Presuming, of course, that Bennett doesn't uh, have a hiccup against right. either Niagara Falls or Hutch Tech. Yeah, and there's no hiccup. Exactly. You're right. Next week yeah. is Bennett and Niagara Falls, I believe. Yeah, Okay, correct. Then today is Bennett and Hutch Tech, correct. I believe. So uh, I, not but, that you want to assume that, but I'm in this case I was assuming based on records I was taking that assumption. Right. The irony is if uh, OP wins are the first seed, if they lose, they're probably the fourth seed. No, not probably. They are the fourth seed. Assuming Bennett yes. doesn't have a hiccup. Be- assuming that, then Bennett would be number one, Lancaster would be number two, Will North three, o- Orchard Park four. Will North and Orchard Park being tied and Will North having the head-to-head tiebreaker. Right. Um, no. Yes. No. Um, Will, they've got, Will North has got three losses. No, they have no, they two losses. they have two losses. I, okay, I apologize. Lancaster and, and um, Bennett were their two losses. I apologize, which would give Orchard Park two losses to Orchard Park, to Will North and Lancaster. Yes, the head-to-head then comes into play. So well, I apologize. Yeah, I apologize any given day, that. just about any team in uh, at least the top five is capable of beating well, any other team. Tom, you've said this a number of times on this show. Double A is going to beat the crap out of each other all year long, and that's what they've done. I don't know what they're going to have. Whoever comes out of Section 6 earns it, and more than anything, they'll be battle-tested for Section 5. They'll be ready. I don't know how they're going to do against a team like, oh, I don't know, Aquinas. But Pittsburgh or Aquinas yeah. seem to be the top two uh, well, double A teams from Section 5. I would five. imagine there's a number of double A coaches going to be out at St. Francis tonight. Yeah, <laughs> check you out that game against yeah. Franny's and Aquinas. You don't have enough That's film on them already. Right? Yeah. 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 Uh, let's jump over to A's. Um, how's that looking? The, uh, I think A's are all set. Yeah, they were. in fact, they were set a week ago. Uh, first seed will be West Seneca. They're going to play the number eight. West Seneca West. West Seneca West. The eighth seed, which would be... Uh, Jamestown, right? Jamestown. Jamestown, yes. that's correct. <clears throat> number two seed will be McKinley. They are ho- I'm Mabula. sorry, number two seed is... Uh, Masonica East. Grand Island. Grand Island. Mm-hmm. They host South Park, seventh Woo. seed. That's a game where I believe the lower seed is very capable of knocking off the uh, higher seed right. in that case. I don't really think uh, Grand Island has been, quote, tested this year like the teams from the other two divisions have been tested. West Seneca East is the third seed. They will be playing Ken East, I believe, the no, sixth seed. They'll be Ken, Ken West, the sixth seed. Ken West, excuse me. And then the four or five game would be uh, uh, McKinley and Starpoint at uh, probably All High Stadium. That ought to be a shootout. Sure. Depending on how, I don't know how as McKinley has been able to play against the tested quarterback this year. So we'll find out if, well, they, have pass, uh, if they have any kind of a pass defense, they could make it tough. Uh, dare, they should almost dare uh, Starpoint to run the ball. Or how about a good running team? I mean, they struggled mightily against uh, West Seneca East and Dolak. You got Kyra Fields, who just rushed for 300 yards last week. He's turned it up a notch the last couple of weeks for sure. That's a, that's a scary team for Star Point to go up against. I know they could put up points in bunches, 
But if they could keep Chase on the bench or on the sidelines and that offense on the on the sidelines and eat up clock, eat up the ground with Kyer Fields, which they most certainly can do. There's another yeah. one, Roger. Well, that they had trouble. Totally they had trouble with yeah. Lockport this yesterday. Their defense giving up a lot of points. I know Lockport was that pass defense or a run defense. Well, I know they had trouble. That was well, pass. Lockport's more of a pass yeah, that, team. Yeah, I know they had trouble with West Seneca stopping the run. They just couldn't. And, and this this Fields, I mean, you, this offer last yeah. two years, he's the real deal. And we talked about it at the beginning of last year. Fields was the front runner for the Conley Cup in the beginning yeah. of the year. Remember? But I'll, it was I'll like say three this games in a row for Star Point. They they're resilient. Because, I mean, they had the tough loss against West Seneca East. They rebounded against South Park, and they, they gutted that one out. That was a close one, so they knocked off a very, very tough South Park team. So they're battle-tested. They'll be ready. You know, they'll be ready, but that could, uh, they're going to have trouble with fields. So, Frank, and I also want to know, you look at that first game, that West Seneca game. Now, listen, we all agree West Seneca is the class. I want to know, though, does Van Sickle come back and cause any trouble here he's for coming, West Seneca? He's supposed to play today. Against McKinley. Sparingly, I don't know what positions they're going to put him in, but a very good coach told me earlier in the year that they use that kid way too much. They use him way too much, and he said they're going to kill that kid. They use him way too much. I think they rushed him back. I think that kid should have taken the rest of the season off. There's no way I play him today against McKinley in a non-leaguer. I know the kid worked his tail off to get, to get himself better. But this is two major injuries in two years. He's only a sophomore. What are you rushing him back back for to play against West Seneca West? You know, listen. But on the other I, hand, if they're planning on playing him next week, shouldn't he at least get a few uh, reps on the field today? I, I mean, he shouldn't be playing. What? Who knows best? That kid knows best. Out of what he can do? Forty-eight minutes. Yeah, he knows best. But then you know, yeah, I'm ready, Doc. I'm ready, Coach. And they aren't half the time. Here's the question I'd pose, and, and, and I know that you, the coaches, you want to look out for them, but I also know this kid's got to be in their ear going, get me in, get me in, I want to play, yeah. get me in. It's a gamer. Yeah. Right? It's a kid you want. And, then, and as a coach, it is so hard mm-hmm. to look at a kid and say, no, you can't play. Yeah. When you know this kid, that's the only thing in the world that he wants to do is get on there on that football field. Whatever's in the best interest of the kid, you got to do. Yep. Exactly. It's his health that's what is important. All right, Raj, uh, have you pretty much sorted out A's, rest of A's for us, and now we can move on to B's? Or We can. Uh, I, didn't think, I didn't know if you were interested in the fucking Oh, I'm interested in everybody. In the Class A. Uh, class B, it looks like uh, Albion is going to be the number one seed based on the tiebreaker setup. Pioneer, as good as their season was, is only going to be a number three seed. Uh, Fredonia, based on their big win last night against Dunkirk, moves up to the second seed. How's this for a quarterfinal? Number five seed Dunkirk going to number four seed Chickawaga. That's a quarterfinal, not a semi and not the final at the Ralph. One of those two teams, uh, excuse me, Chickawaga and Dunkirk will not make it to the semifinals. Wow. I've, got, I've got a coach that told me flat out Pioneer's playing Dunkirk this week. Pioneer, the third seed. He told Dunk- me, and Cheektowaga is going to get the winner of the Ole and Lackawanna game. The loser of that game goes to Albion. I could be wrong. I'm, wait, I'm hoping uh, I get a call back from the chairman to shed some light on that. 
But I was yeah, told. Yeah, that's crazy now with these percentages. That assuming that uh, what was on the Facebook page this week. That that's those, from Ken Stolt. If that's from Ken Stolt, those are the point differentials. What, uh, if they're accurate, then what I told you is the way it'll play out. Because I think Ken would know. So Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Uh, the reason being where it might cause confusion, Albion will have less of a point differential, but the reason they have less than a point differential, they play one less league game than Pioneer, Chicktawaga, Maryvale, Dunkirk, Fredonia. So you can't go by point differential. You have to go by average point differential. In other words, for... Pioneer, Chickawaga, Maryvale, Dunkirk, and Fredonia is point differential divided by six league games. For Albion, Lackawanna, and Olean, point differential divided by five league games. That being the case, then... Roger, can I ask one question before you get into that? That is, if that's how you got to get to that point when you have multiple teams. So you had multiple teams in Albion, Pioneer, and... uh, and uh, Fredonia as three, okay. right? So the, you had to go to average for that. Yes. They become number one number one seed. The two teams now left, they'll go back, though, if they still have the same one to points differential then if it applies to both of them, correct? If it's from the same... Well, no, you still they have... have the same amount of games, then it goes back to points differential as the number one, Correct. You're talking after the first seed is established with Albion? Because yeah. now you go with well, just the next matter. two seats. Well, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I think, that, I think it's, you would have the same number divide, of games. It's yeah. divided right. by six or total points. That's not going to change which one's second seed right. and which one's third seed. But, but it'll keep going, though, back to – they'll keep reverting back to what the original ones were. Yeah, but, or I mean, again, this is just to settle one, two, and three. Yeah. And then you would have the same procedure for four, five, and six, bearing in mind that the uh, – Five or six seed is going to come from uh, the Albion division because they have the next two, whoever finishes second in that league. Then when, uh, well, actually, it's the winner of Lackawanna and Olean today decides who's in second place in Albion's league. Then they got to go back to that same formula, and I I guess whether it's Olean or Lackawanna, they're nowhere near in point differential to uh, it would be what, Chicktawaga and uh, Dunkirk. All right, guys, let's take a break. When we come back, uh, we still have C's and D's to look at and, uh, and more besides the games going on today. Don't forget, Sports Talk Saturday follows us at 11 o'clock. Tonight you have Sabres and Arizona, 8 o'clock, right here on WGR Sports Radio 550. One last segment of Inside High School Sports, and then Sports Talk Saturday follows us at 11, Sabres and Arizona tonight at 8. All right, guys, uh, one last segment. As I said, let's get into Class C. Raj, uh, look into your crystal ball. Let us know what it says. Okay, the only game last night that had playoff implications, uh, Akron played Gowanda. If Akron won, they would be the third seed. If they lost, they were going to the Funky Bowl. They did win. They are the third seed. So they got a nice short stroll down to Randolph, New York for uh, probably a Friday night game. They probably should leave on Wednesday. That's a hike. And get a Duke burger. <laughs> uh, first seed, Cleveland Hill in the north will play fourth seed. Chautauqua Lake, Westfield. So Kurt Fisher will be coming up to Cleveland Hill on Saturday afternoon next week. Yeah, uh, he's never seen the playoffs before. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Second seed, Wilson. <laughs> 
they will play Falcon or Cass Valley. That's a ride in and of itself. Yes, that's it from is. Jamestown up to Wilson. <laughs> like I say, leave on Wednesday if you're going to play on Friday night. Uh, I alluded to uh, the Randolph game. They will be hosting Akron. Uh, Southwestern, the first seed from the south, will be hosting Gowanda Pine Valley. That's probably the shortest trip of any of the four, just from Gowanda. Uh, like I say, Wilson versus Falconer, Cleveville versus Chautauqua Lake, Gowanda at Southwestern, and Akron at Randolph. So fun games. Oh, yes. I was at the Fredonia Dunkirk game last night. It was a great game, great crowd, 2,500 at least. The junior tight end for Fredonia is no joke. His name is Jake Skinner, six foot four. Woo-hoo. 500 pounds, I think. I don't know. Just I thought he was beast, playing for the Sabres. A beast on both sides of the of the ball. Fredonia's no joke. Um, they were definitely the, the best team on the field last night, no question about it. But Dunkirk, that Cleckley is a good runner. Good runner. And, and they, that Messinic is not a bad quarterback. He throws a nice ball. They just couldn't get their passing game going for one reason or another yesterday. Fredonia, both sides of the ball, they listened to the show. Shout out to the Fredonia coaching staff. They did a great job yesterday. I know that Coach Sherlock is a he's got like a bum leg right now. He's not moving around too well, but congratulations to them. It was a great atmosphere at the Orange Bowl, and I loved it. And I hope to get back someday. Cheat. Excuse me, Francis. I kind of like whoever comes out of B is our best chance to go far downstate. I, I really D. believe that. I, I think B and D. Yeah, that would yeah. be yeah. Yeah. Well, D. Yeah. And it all depends on what's coming out of Rochester. You know, the Rochester team's beating each other up uh, just the same way, uh, you know, Double A is doing it here. Yeah, CSP, though, I agree with Frank, looks really good. And, uh, well, let's put it this way, Maple Grove, which is a runner-up in uh, Class D, they're rated fourth in the state. So I think our end of the state is by far the best. Cheektowaga um, beat Maryville 19-7. Maryville had the lead at the half. And they had the passing game of Chitawaga shut down. It played out really the opposite of the way I expected, especially in that first half. Tamil Bass, who I believe is probably one of the top receivers in the section, he was shut down by Jay Henley. I believe he only had two catches the entire game. That's how good Jay Henley was. The problem was, you know, for Maryville, this their line had trouble blocking. They had trouble running the ball, and then Desiderio could pass the ball on rollouts. But as soon as Chitawaga figured it out. Uh, they just rolled out with Desiderio, and Desiderio couldn't really stand in the pocket. Oh, That's wow. really what 19 unanswered in the second half. Chituaga figured it out. The way that system works, it's so hard to visualize Pioneer being the third seed. I want to welcome Nick Bach back to the Western New York area. He brought his team up from Baltimore, Maryland. The kid graduated from O'Hara, and he's coaching a private school called Gilman down in Baltimore, a prestigious school down there. They're playing at O'Hare at 1 o'clock today. Story he's a great on, coach. We hope to get him on the show later cool. in the year to talk S- about coaching. Story on WNY Athletics by our Mike Bedanek. I like O'Hara. They're, uh, they're a fun team this year. At least I like hearing about Jermaine them. Haynes, real deal. And then how can you not look at today Aquinas versus St. Franny's? I was at the St. Franny's-St. Joe's game last week, and i got to tell you, this quarterback, Jake Ritz, is for real. You're talking about 400 yards. You're talking about 400 yards in the game that he threw, and he sat out the second quarter because of a possible injury, and still put up over 400 yards. I didn't think he was coming back, Tom. No, I left. I left I, the game. He comes out with like a with, with a 90 yard um, 
Yeah. Drive, drive down yeah. the field for right right when he gets back into the game in the second half. I picked the wrong half to go to. This, this, kid, <laughs> this kid's the real deal. Nice. And I'll tell you on the flip side, St. Joe's. that wide receiver, though? Huh? The wide receiver for St. Francis. Oh, absolutely. He's also, I mean, he's also a very, very good wide receiver. Um, but then on the flip side, St. Joe's, Micah Brown, not to say that he's going to be the top quarterback in the area, but I want to say he's got to be one of the top athletes in so the So now area. you know why so many people were excited that he was taken over after Kelly transferred. He kicked off. He punted. He played defensive back. He played linebacker. He played safety. He played quarterback. Flipped hot dogs at halftime. Uh, he did everything the kid. <laughs> Those are the kind of guys that I like when I'm looking at the Conley Cup. Not some guy that I can just read the stat sheets and all that. The people that are on the field 45, 46 minutes of the game. I like that Scott kid from St. Joe's. I don't know if he's a sophomore or freshman running back, but he also, I believe that kid had a blocked punt for a touchdown in that game in the first half. Uh, 35. The, Is the, that number 35? The, the guy? Yeah, yeah. yeah, he was really good. Yep. All right, I got I got to get into this. I'm sorry, guys. Are we ready, Francis? <laughs> Ken Moore oh, no. East, Ken Moore West. Come on, this has got to be a competitive game this year. It's gonna. I um. I believe last year with the JVs, um, I believe East has won the last two meetings of the JVs. So I think East has a good shot to win this game. Um, you know they are East is a little undersized, so I think that's going to be tough. They've been banged up a little bit, um, and they've had a tough couple of tough weeks. But I think if they can bounce back. If uh, they can get inspired today, they can really pull off a big win um, over Kimmer West. West, though, has his quarterback, Zach Boys, who goes under the radar. Uh, just a great kid. You know, the guy you want as a leader, strong pedigree. If anybody out there recognizes the name, Boys, I, I think we're going to be in for good news. State yep. coach saw him yeah. against uh, Wheatfield a couple weeks ago. And they have a good receiver in Cam Crozier. Joe Stewart's been on the County Cup top performers list. I do like that Kenny's team. I think they're a little young. And the numbers just aren't there. Ken West has the depth. That's why Ken West has been able to have such success, especially the last decade or so. And you've got to hope that the numbers for Ken Maurice pick up. And I hear, Francis, you told me last week that their JV their was, a two, was a missed two-point conversion away from being 8-0 and last year. And so you know the, those the, fan, the, the uh, stands are going to be packed. There will yep. be a lot of excitement in the year. Absolutely. A lot of good kids on that Kemmer East team. That Dom Ferguson is a kid to watch today. 2 o'clock, we're going to be, I'm going to have the call with our Matt Sagai on Mixler.com slash Athletics. We'll share that on social media. Do you, think, care, do you two care to place a wager on this? I'm surprised. Usually oh, Frank's yeah, calling out for a wager. Yeah, yeah, he, he he the loser's got to be doing something here next Take week. out my garbage every week for the next month. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I know I graduated from West, but I, I love what they're doing at Kemmer East, not just in football, but hockey, basketball, soccer. Baseball. Baseball. I, I love everything. That, Coach I'm, Simon! I'm a, I'm a fan Sorry. of both schools. I'm a, Any school in I'm Kentown, a big fan, I'm too, because they of. send us a lot of shirts. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be a good game. Kemmer East has a lot to play for. It's the last. Those seniors want to win today more than anything. They do, Kemmer yeah. West has a game next week, no matter what, that they really got to be ready for. So the big thing for them is to get out of this game healthy. That's the big deal, and I could see Ken Maurice winning today, absolutely. All and, right, you know, the and, last uh, time the game was played on that field, the Ken well, Maurice Did you play won. in that game? Yeah, I did play in that game. Francis played in that game. St. Mary's of Lancaster, <laughs> they're going to take on Canisius today at 1 o'clock. Uh, you mentioned already Bennett against Hutch Tech at Riverside. Uh, Olean played at Lackawanna. That's a 1 o'clock kickoff. That uh, determines which team is the 6th seed and which team will be the 8th seed in Class B. 
Uh, let's see, Eden slash North Collins, they'll travel to New Fade at 2 o'clock, Cleve Hill at JFK, as you guys mentioned. Salamanca uh, taking on Clyber Sherman, Panama at Panama. Uh, Jamestown versus McKinley at All High Stadium. Uh, Gillum, Maryland, as uh, you mentioned, Frank is playing at Cardinal O'Hara at 2 o'clock. Uh, Grand Island at Niagara Weedfield, 2 o'clock. That's going to be a good game, I, I think. I was going to say tough not to see Jordan Parks get into the playoffs. That's a kid I wanted to see. Um, he's, he's been a top performer all year. But want to see him, though, come off that uh, that last that loss to West last yes. week, right? See what he's got. Well, they, see if he they can won. do some damage. They won last week. They beat Kemmer West. And, Anthony, for your benefit, oh. just so you know, up, you got up until noon, Flaming Fish Truck will be at UB for the UB game. Oh, nice. <laughs> well, up to Will North. There's like there were three or four food trucks pulling in as I was heading to the studio today. Beautiful. Uh, St. Francis and Aquinas tonight at 7 o'clock. Does uh, Franny's have a chance to uh, make some noise here? With that quarterback? Him at quarterback? That good? That quarterback? I mean, with him at quarterback, absolutely they do. That would be huge. Yep. That would be a huge. The question will be whether the defense can stop Aquinas. That's the big thing in that game. I know the offense is going to put up points. Just like the double-A teams have been beating up themselves here in Section 6, the double-A teams in Section 5 have been kicking the crap out of each other over there. So I'll take that for what it's worth. But I One expect game, anything to be can happen. Mamelotti, right. Dana, uh, Rupp, the rest of them, McDuffie, all at St. Francis tonight scouting that Aquinas team. They better be there. <laughs> you would think so. <laughs> all right, thanks for listening. DK, thank you very much for producing. And we'll talk to you next week with more Inside High School Sports. Go Wolfpack. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 